All right, you guys should have already been up here, see? Rookie mistake. So I'm going to buy time as these guys uh, slowly make their way up here. Probably going to hit some of you. Um, but hey, today's going to be a little different. So if you're here last week, raise your hand if you are here last week. Uh, raise your hand if you weren't here but you still saw it online. The whole thing? Nice, okay. So then you know. Um, oh no, I already confused you. It doesn't need to be far away. <laughs> Social distancing does not apply right now. Um, but you guys can sit down. So. So, pay no attention to the men behind the curtain, but last week, I, d- I don't know if I've ever actually done that. I've joked about doing it, but I ended a sermon early, early, <laughs> uh, we went long, but I, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't finish it, and I think probably upset some people, and probably, maybe some people felt offended, but I care, that's a lie, I was going to say I don't care, but at the same time, like, I have an obligation to be obedient to the Spirit, and man... I said this last week, and I'll say it again before, we, and I'll explain why these guys are up here. I don't see faces most of the time. You know, people think, I look at you, and you're like, you stared at me the whole time. I, I don't do that. Unless, typically, there's one, if you're a person that you see, I look in your direction, you may be a friendly face. I tend to, I don't like see you, but I see, this is a kind person that's not doing this. Or, right, so I find someone that is pretending to be attentive, even if they're not. And so, in that case, yes. Uh, but here's the thing. Even though I can't, it's almost like you, you don't see individuals, you see the crowd, and like, I know that you're not here. You're not here sometimes. A lot of times. Who's you? You know who you are. Right? And I, I say this all the time, not as a badge of honor. I didn't grow up in the church. It doesn't matter if I knew of God. I didn't grow up in the church. And you have this incredible opportunity that you were gifted with as a person that didn't grow up in the church. And just like everything else, like living in this country, you tend to take that for granted until it's not here anymore or until life gets bad, right? You don't need to raise your hand here, but isn't it funny? How many of you, man, I had a resurgence of my faith once life crashed, once I had tragedy, once I lost something, and then all of a sudden you're awake. Can you ever ask yourself, why does it take pain to wake you up? And then because we tend to go, God, why, why? Right, as though he made that happen. You know, it's like we hit these potholes sometimes and wake us up, and then we're like, why, God, why? And he's like, if you, some things, not every, you know, if you just had turned when I told you to turn, stop when I told you to stop. But you know everything, right? That's the tendency. There's a certain arrogance in the church, particularly among long-term Christians. And I've said this many times because you think you know everything. That's just reality. And whether you're 13, 14, right, you're old enough to be in here, Again, these girls, but and so you're supposed to be here instead of upstairs or wherever else, or whether you're 65, right, and you know everything, and I'm just this young guy that's telling you what to do, and it's really cute that you're supporting my ministry. You always set yourself above, and I do it too. I had to tell you that because you'll get mad, and it's one of those things that, you know, the thing about Christianity that's so fascinating, and I always tell people is. It's not really about, I mean, it's obvious. It's not about me. It's not about this room. It's not even about going to church in the sense, like, it should if you call yourself a Christian. If you don't, I just think you're awesome to be here because we just don't do a good job of making this seem real. But if you're saying you are and you're here, I've always found it fascinating that you're only half in. Because to me, it's like playing a really boring, dumb game. And you play it because somebody wants you to show up. But honestly, like if I were you and I was like that, I would literally just be like, I am going to, why would I do that? Why would I waste two hours on a Sunday? Seriously, right? Football, for instance. I'm not kidding. 
or ladies, like you get to go home and what? Rest because you got a lot going on, your moms and wives and everything else and all these things you tell yourself. So it's like, have you ever thought and asked yourself this simple, like why? You got your shirts on, right, Remnant Folk? You got your blue shirts on, you're serving, but you're still not here and it's like, I'm doing my duty, I'm doing, I'm crossing, you know. And that's why you get offended when someone calls you out because you say, how dare you? I'm giving, or maybe you're in the room and you're like, I'm giving my offering, Todd. Like you bought me and you bought like, good words, and not hard teaching. I guess I would just say to you today, why are you here? If you're not here, it's like anything else, man. Like we've all been in conferences, and you're bored. And you're bored. I get it. And I, I'm under no illusion that I'm this just incredible, dynamic public speaker that keeps your attention all the time, you know, like the guys that squirt, squirt guns. I've considered it. You know what the truth is? I joke a lot. I've literally considered it. I was like, at least they seem to pay attention. But... Have you ever like, just considered how irrational we act? I'm here for two hours because I value this, but I don't value it enough to put effort into to pay attention. For instance, or to worship. The sound is too loud. The bass is too strong. It gets in the way of my worship. I was literally told that. Take a second, let that sink in. If it was you that said, I don't remember it to you, so I'm not mocking you. I mean, I am in a sense, but not really, because I don't remember who you are. But the truth is, you said it's too loud to worship. Well, what are you going to do in heaven? God, I'd like my own private room to worship you. Who's being worshipped then? So, that's what happened. And I've learned a lot the past several weeks for myself. Um, which I'll get to in a second, but I brought these guys up because this whole series has been on the kingdom. If it's the first time in a while, I'm sorry, you're going to be like, oh my goodness, this is intense for my first visit here. But the kingdom is about the kingdom of God, hundred times in the New Testament. That's the thing. It's been mentioned a hundred times, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Todd, those aren't the same thing. Yes, they are. Okay? It's the same exact thing a hundred times. It's probably important. A hundred times over ten different books, that's an important thing to pay attention to, yeah? Cool. So... We should pay attention to it. So what I found for myself, and I mean this, is this has been life-changing for me. Literally life-changing. And I think it can be for anyone, but even if you get it, here's the thing about Christianity. Even if I'm the worst pastor in the universe, even if, which may be, maybe I'm the worst speaker that you've ever heard. Maybe you've heard this sermon 65 times. What are you really saying about what you can or can't learn from the Word of God? I've went into sermons that were terrible before. Terrible. I've went into them angry, but like you have to put effort into finding what God has for you because this is what I can promise you. I'll preach it, right? God's word never returns void. It means something will come of it. The only way it doesn't is if you're not listening or I'm not listening. So brought these guys up, talk about the kingdom. It's been great. Did a message last week, excited about it, priceless, and I shouldn't have, I should have been obedient. Instead, I wanted to make you guys happy, weirdly enough, and um, because, you know, I'm that way too, uh, which I'll talk about in a minute. Anyway, a few weeks, a lot of stuff, a lot of growing, a lot of being pushed, and so have these guys. These guys are two of our interns. Uh, we have an internship program called Remnant House. Right now, it's just for guys. You live this. You breathe this. You, you get some benefits, but a lot, a lot more work than the benefits. I can admit that. But these guys, if 
I'm not Jesus, but teachers back in the day, if they had disciples, these are my disciples, right? That sounds so creepy. But these are the guys that live and live life with me, and I live life with them, and I've learned from them. That's why it was creepy, because I've learned so much from them. And uh, so they know, right? They're, they, they're on mission with me. They know me. They know what I'm about, right, guys? You know what this is about. They do, they're the real deal. They are. That's why you've heard me talk them up. So when they've had a weird couple weeks too, which they'll talk about. And I brought them up here because last night, this was not the plan, hence why this seems all over the place. Last night, unintentionally, frankly, I didn't want to talk to them. I've been kind of mad at them both, if I'm honest, uh, which is not okay. I mean, it's okay to be mad, but not the way I was dealing with it. And I legitimately meant to come here, grab my computer, and leave. That was it. And I came in, which AJ can attest, he knows me well. I came in with my business face, kind of leave me alone, right? Now, I watched him kind of pace, and I knew it was coming, and he's down there, and like he, he kind of wanders around like, because I'm not, I, I, this is sinful, I'm making a joke of it, but I can be unapproachable at times, that's what's funny about some of you, I'm like, man, he's unapproachable, I'm like, no, you haven't seen me, which is terrible, apparently, you know, I'm grimacing or glaring, and so he kind of walks around, he's like, hey, man, can I talk, and I was like, yeah, you got 30 seconds, I don't know if I said that, but I didn't, so he comes up, I said, yeah, you follow me upstairs while I'm getting my computer, I said that, that was it, I didn't have time for him, so he comes up, and we start talking, and that gets kind of real, and then, but still not in a great place. And then all of a sudden, Blake wanders in. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if it was Grant next, Kenny G. He he's he came in, and then Clint. I don't know what order, but they all they all found themselves in there. Which P.S. at the time I didn't think anything of. I'm like, how did this happen? They do you guys even know how you ended up there? Because typically, if you know these guys, they're very stubborn and prideful. I don't know, like the guy they follow around. Anyway. But they came in there, and then we ended up in this conversation that went places that were not expected. And I thought it was really interesting because when we talked about it, and I asked them, and they're, very, they're willing to open their lives up to you for, in an incredibly humbling way, and I hope you appreciate and respect that, and I hope you listen. And don't set yourself above them. Hey, if you're not listening right now, if you're not listening right now, why are you here? I'm going to say it again. Why are you here right now? You can just get up, hop out, run home. Get yourself a smoothie, whatever you want to do, all right? If you're not listening, why are you here? I ain't even going to call you out. I won't even make a joke about you leaving, okay? Whatever. Um, so these guys are going to open, open that up, and they're going to open their lives, and I hope you pay attention. Uh, we don't have this clearly has not been scripted, uh, which if you watch Real Talk, you're used to that. Um, and I get to sit here in between you awkwardly in a moment, but we'll go ahead and talk, and you guys, is Mike working? I think so, yeah. Hello. Why do you have to speak like you're I, a Saturday night you music know it's my host? Hey, welcome. Um, so I will say this. I love these guys dearly. I mean that. And I have a ton of respect for these guys. And if you can't see us, that's okay. You can just listen. Um, I genuinely love them. They're like, ooh, lights off. I don't know why. What's happening, guys? Gotcha. <laughs> See, in the old days when I'm not focused right, that drive me mad. Um, still did. But <laughs> so we're going to talk about this, and I'm going to try to, you know, don't try. I told them this before. Don't try to take this somewhere because I think that will defeat the purpose. So yesterday, long story short, oh, man, of course, anytime you want to. I hate technology. Real, real stuff. There we go. Um, so. One of the things that, I don't know how to even open this up, so we'll start, start with AJ. Really, Blake kind of got drug into this somehow, probably because of the Holy Spirit. So AJ and I, many people in this room are like, Todd, you are mean to AJ. Don't even say I'm not, because I know you think I am. 
Uh, you watch Real Talk, I see the comments, I see your anonymous posts, I see you're, sh you're shaking your head in disgust. And reality is, I would say, I'll give you 50% of the time, I probably am. <laughs> um, now, 100% of the time, it's going to look like that. I completely agree. But 50% of the time, I'm probably not in a good place. But the other 50 is, is I saw something. I know him better than you, period. I know him better than any of you. Now, his girlfriend in the room is not going to like that, but I know you pretty well. And okay, one of the things I've loved about AJ is AJ is similar to me in the sense that we, we are fully aware that we came from the domain of darkness. You know, Scripture talks about in Colossians, you know, that God grabbed us from the domain of darkness, from the places you were at, the dark, and moved us into the kingdom, the kingdom of light and all that. And, and we're aware of that, right? On the surface, we are not good people. Uh, actually, under the surface either. But the one thing I love about AJ is that guy sold out. Uh, he'll tell you the story too. And I remember saying this, but it changed him. The day it kind of changed things when I said, hey, you just need to be a maniac for Christ, right? And somehow that spoke to you because um, you're a maniac probably. And he did it, man. He just dove in. So my standards for him were, were really high, and they are still, because he's gifted and chosen, right? Just like any, the rest of you. So that's kind of where it's at. So for, I don't even know how long, and I, we don't need to put time. For a long time, now, I certainly didn't handle it right all the time, okay? But I did see something, and a lot of you out there didn't want that to be true. And AJ will talk about this. Some people falling off of stools. What's well, just one of those days, man? You, you okay? All right. He gave the thumbs up. He's alive. Um, so, AJ, do you kind of want to just, it came to a head this week. I think we'll just skip ahead to where it was, a, wherever you were at was sort of affecting your whole life, affecting your professional life, meaning your job here. It was affecting your relationships, right? You want to just kind of let people know maybe where you were, and then we can go to how you're here. Does that make sense? Looking back now, where were you? Up until you, really yesterday, fully probably. But I was, so for a long time, it's kind of what you said, man. Like, I was in this place where I knew, I knew that this was all real, right? And I was like, but what? The question that I never fully wanted to ask myself was like, what does that mean for you in the sense that what's the bad? I never wanted to face that, you know. And so like in general terms, you knew you're a sinner and you could right. see these things you've given up. Right. I had seen I had seen the, you know, I guess for lack of a better word, right now, like tangible things, things you that you're up. supposed to give up when you become a Christian, right? Like what? Like, you know, I used to smoke. Uh, you know, I you know, I was uh, in a relationship where, you know, I was having sex. I knew I couldn't do that anymore. Uh, You're just kind of living that young, uh, <laughs> young guy life, right? You love, yeah. you know, you love music. So you're in that scene. That's right. And, and that, that leads that was, to all uh, that kind of stuff too, right? Absolutely. I mean, honestly, many of you are like, what's so bad about that? That's not really the point other than to say you knew what God had kind of told you to give up. Yes. What did that lead to? When you, when you look, like, what did you end up thinking? You give it up willingly because God kind of tells you to the kingdom. I need to obey the spirit, right? And then where did you find yourself, though? What started to happen over those months? I found myself in a place of I was justifying things that I thought didn't matter. You know, mm -hmm. like I was in a place of going, well, you know, yeah, I gave this up, and so... You know, I deserve something. There we go. Yeah, I deserve something. 
That's a deep comment that I think many of you in this room are like, how dare he? You know, so you gave this up. You gave up the smoking. You gave up this lifestyle. That's right. How can people not see where you came from, right? Mm-hmm. Where did that lead? So that, you know, that led to me being in a place where. What did you think they owed you? Sorry. They should give you what? They meaning you guys. Yeah. Um, I was kind of in a place where it felt like and you, me. you all kind of, it's almost like you owed me, like, in a way, it kind of just hit me, like, almost like a pedestal. Like, I need to be right here so you can at least see that I, hey, you know what, like, I'm one of the real ones, you know, like, it's one of that, you know, real recognizes real, right, uh-huh. and I'm like, so I'm like, look at me, you know, like, I'm one of the real ones, you know, so respect me, listen to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good, man, and, yeah. and I mean, and that's, that's, makes sense, so in a sense, so everyone understands, he did, if you know AJ, he's not an arrogant guy on, on the surface, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But what had happened was this testimony they had that pointed to God because it grabbed this guy by his own admission that he shouldn't have, right? That's you right. said that. Oh, yeah. He grabbed you. You didn't find him. I mean, he oh, just found you. Oh, 100% grabbed me. Um, and then it turned to who should get the glory because of what you came from. It was me. Yeah. I was looking at myself. Now, some of you are like, oh, Todd, that's so, like, did you hear that? Especially those that are from this church, that AJ, the guy that, like, even me, man, that, He's, that's not him on the service. He's not arrogant. And he just, he said that and admitted it, which was awesome. Yeah. But how many months were you thinking this before it came out? How are you justifying this in your head? You already told us part of it, which was, I deserve this and they're not giving it to me, right? Yeah. Now, on top of that, Todd, if you think I'm mean to him sometimes, he thought that too probably, right? So times, what, yeah. <laughs> my point is, what happened? Let's, let's, let's move on then. So sometimes things happen to you at this church. Some of these people hurt you and disrespected you, didn't they? Absolutely. Treated you like what? What did you feel like? A clown. Yeah. And then, but you never really told them that. You might make the comment, right? They ignored you. You told me that. People never asked you how you're doing. Yeah. These are all real things, by the way, that matter. But what did you do with them? I... As far as when you told us up there, did you go to those people? Did you, did right. you come to me when I wronged you? No, I, I actually, I just internalized all of it. And what I did was, is every time something would happen, I would go, you know what, next time. I'll tell them next time. Or, you know, and then I would try, I would almost get in this like little war in my head of like next time. But then I'd also be like, well, I don't want to tell them because I'm trying to protect them. I'm trying to love them. Yeah, and, and me, right? Yes. You're loving me by not telling me. Even though scripture says, if, some, if your brother sins against you, go to him. If someone has something against you, go to him. Did you think I had something against you at times? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you come to me and say, hey, what do Never. you have? Yeah, same Never. reason. Now, why didn't you want to do that? Why didn't you want to come and say, hey, man, what's going on? Why are you upset at me? Because I had twisted in my head that what I was doing was right by not going to you. Why? Because I was protecting you. Let this sink in. In and of itself, Probably, I don't know, 60 of you in this room would do the same thing. You justify not doing or dealing with something because you're a good person. That's right. And good people don't go tell people how they're feeling. They don't have conflict because blessed are the peacemakers. And then use this, this thought. And I, and I love you, man, for being this honest because I think you're speaking for people that in this room today, if they're listening, is 100% you. Now... In your heart, what did you end up feeling? What would you, how would you characterize yourself? I was bitter. 
that that was the one that stuck out to me the most. I was angry, bitter, um, kind of resentful, jealous. Like, does this sound like AJ? To those that know him, everybody for the camera, they're saying no because it's not right. That's that's never been who you are. And the thing is, but that's what's inside your heart, right? Yep. And I'll come back to this in a second. And the thing that was was wild to me too, and I'm trying to, and I appreciate you being this transparent, man. I want to, even up until last week. I mean, yesterday, I'm sorry, it started, when was our meeting? Was that this week or last week when this kind of all came out? It was this, uh, this last week, yeah. So Wednesday. I believe so. Yeah, so then Wednesday we had this talk where this all came out, and I was shocked because AJ and I do a show called Real Talk that we are forced to be real to each other every week. And some of the things we'd even talked about, if you look back a couple weeks before, if you watch the show, the two people that do, in, on the show we said that part of what's happening is we've stopped really being real. And then we move on, like we're being real again, and, and we weren't. People could sense the tension, they told us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and by the way, relationally, AJ and I still were together all the time. Yeah, there was tension. We still, I, you loved me, right? I loved you. But at the end of the day, I was shocked because this is my guy. This, this guy gets this. And it wasn't the, the smoking or the sin. It wasn't any of that. To me, what was mind-blowing at the time, and this sounds mean, but I'll come back to it, was... How could he not tell me? How could he not tell us? How could he not see this? Because even in the moment, there's this justification. This isn't to shame. I'm going to come around because the beauty is what happens here. This justification of still, even in the midst of it, even as last night, there was justification of, no, that can't be why I did it. I wasn't setting myself up above God. I wasn't being arrogant. I was doing it because I love people. I was doing it because of this. I wasn't being bitter. I was being protective. Do you see how at the end of the day, even a good act... You can lie to yourself, and by the way, you can play church and do that. And, and I, what I love about you being this transparent, man, and why I think it's, you're special still, is this is exactly the problem with Christian culture. You and we have justified disobeying God by being comfortable. Oh, we never have any arguments in our church. Then you are not filled with humans. You never have moments where you've hurt someone where you're upset and you think you're holy and good because you're keeping it inside when you're just being disobedient. Why does this connect to the kingdom? Because it doesn't matter how much you brighten it up or spin it. If you don't obey, which place are you living? The domain of darkness or the kingdom? And there's people in this room today that you justify. I don't feel like something's wrong, so it's not wrong, but I'll change it just because you suggest that I do. Like your feelings dictate the truth of God. If your feelings could be trusted, he wouldn't have to tell you. You'd just feel it. I'm going to say that again. If you had, I don't feel bad every time I do something wrong. Did you know, does that shock you? Oh, but Todd, conviction, obedience. Conviction is a blessing that God gives me to help me, but even if he didn't, I have the word of God to direct me. But it's always more. That's why, well, uh, you know, I have the Bible, but I would change if God would make me feel bad. Well, he makes you feel bad. Well, I'm just feeling depressed, so I would believe if God spoke to me through a burning bush. Well, I, you know, I'd believe if, what, a man rose from the dead. That's why in the parable of Lazarus, I mentioned this before, the, the rich man who, if you don't know what it is, it doesn't matter. Dead guy dies. He asks if he can go back and warn his family. I didn't know. I'm in hell now, right? And the person 
Abraham in this story, but this holy person says to him, it doesn't matter. Because if they didn't listen to Moses and the prophets, P.S., what was Moses and the prophets? What did that stand for? It's the law. It's the Bible. It was their word of God. If they won't listen to the word of God, then they wouldn't listen even if a man rose from the dead. It doesn't matter what you're given. At the end of the day, you have to accept that it's no amount of proof. It's no amount of, um, I'd feel like it. It's a matter of you don't want to obey. And I'll get to this in a minute. Why is that important? The sin is irrelevant, the specific sin. Because the root of it is always your disobedience. Well, I'm not a disobedient person. I'm not that. Yes, you are. I'm too busy for church. I'm too this for this. I've got things going on. Don't talk to me about it. Take it up with God. I didn't write the Bible. And we accept these things as okay. Because they fit Christian culture, which many times is not biblical. You justify not coming to church when, frankly, I don't even care. Todd in his flesh, because my mom's here, she can tell. We're raised like, you do what you do. I don't care what you do. And that's the truth in my heart. Because you know what's going to happen if I ask you why you're not in church? He's a crazy man. He's, he's doing a cult. I haven't been to church in six months. How dare he ask me why I'm not in church? What is wrong with you? I'm serious. The truth is, you know what it is. And before I say anything, I am not talking to any specific person. I have done this for now, what is this, two, uh, you know, eight years. You are not the only person I've ever met that didn't go to church. If you're in this room going, how dare he? There you go again. world's about you. This stuff is, 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 is what he did is completely common. And I'll tell you what I did in a second, too, because I did something similar. That I only learned through the process of my dealings with them, partially. Come to Blake. So anyway, we're dealing with that. We think we put it away, right, Tim? We had a meeting. It was a real one. You repented. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, admitted it. It was awesome. Cool moment. I was still enraged at him. Um, also, I'll be honest with you. Everyone said this. AJ, Todd, yes or no? This is, this is confession. We'll get to this. He values loyalty, honesty. Oh, yes. I love blunt honesty, right? Yes. What happens if someone is not loyal or honest? Uh, what is my you, tendency? You want to write them off. Like, you want to, like... Like, I'll never be sinful to you in the sense of not love you, but you aren't in my circle. You're not with me. I, can, I confess that. And by that, I mean, it doesn't mean I don't think you're on the, in the kingdom. You're not a part right. of me. You're not, I don't even, I love them. You're just not with me. Yeah, you're on the kingdom, but you stay over there. And that's cool. You stay with those people. And I do. It's my own thing because I don't trust people. Boy, I better speed up. You guys just get me going. This is clearly not even to the sermon yet. I know you're in trouble. Now, come to Blake. Blake came in. I didn't even hear this. Okay, Blake, Blake got drug in, unfortunately, and I think it's all part of this. So Blake comes in. Keep in mind, when I did the whole, hey, I'm ending the sermon early. We don't want to listen. I didn't know anything was going to happen. I wasn't. None of this really came up. Um, Blake comes. We have a group, really cool program called Lionheart. It's for men. It's intense, radical accountability. It's scary. Some of you, yeah, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's radical accountability. It's really good stuff. If you've heard of Fight Club, it's like that, similar, okay? Um, that'll give you a reference point. Blake's in his group. He comes down. We're, we're close. We work together. So I clearly hear, hey, I think it was Clint. was like, hey, Blake had an awesome group today. He shared XYZ. And now here's the thing. In this XYZ, I'm going to make it up. The thing was, uh, this is not it, but it helps you. Yeah, Blake admitted he was really, really mad. 
And then I realized, because remember, all this time I'm sitting here thinking, everybody, no one's being honest about anything. I had asked Blake 75 times, even that week, hey, man, you mad? No, I'm great, man. Ding. That's why he's calling me. That's his teeth shiny. <laughs> um, right? Because he's good at that. And then and all of a sudden, and I'm telling you, the mad part wasn't even that big of a deal. It wasn't like I was like, how dare he be that way? In my mind, it was this idea of even this dude won't tell me the truth. Which tied to this is, no one, no one believes this. Because I, I, I can understand not going to someone, right? That's weird. Sometimes it feels, but, but I had asked him. We're close. So in through all this, it doesn't matter. Blake's up in the, I, I was mad at Blake, and he, I guarantee you. Then he started doing other things. We had this really deep talk. Like, this is a full week. Wednesday, super late. I think it was Wednesday. And I was like, Blake, you're not even paying attention right now. And it's not just me talking. We're all having this deep, man, we're wrestling through life. And I look over, and I go, are you even here? And he goes, Eh, halfway. And I'm sitting here going, what? You know, like, we're, people are crying, and I look over, and he's like, I'm like, we're, we're even yelling at him sometimes, right? We, and he's just like, and I go, you're not listening, are you? Eh, 50-50. I couldn't understand it. I'm like, this whole thing, you were a part of this. That's not to shame him, because he's honest in that moment. Comes to, these guys are in my office. It doesn't matter. Okay, the, all the specifics. Yours will be a little shorter. What did you say, what did you not, why did you not want to admit a lot of this? What came out yesterday? Because there's a phrase that he said that's so powerful, and I'll get to it. I didn't want to come to terms with who I actually was. Let that sink in. Oh, this sounds good. I've heard this sermon. No, you haven't. Say, say that. So who, who, I don't want to push you into this before I ask, because I don't necessarily... Why didn't you want to come to terms with that? What was it going to mean about you? That I was wrong um, about myself and a lot of other things. And what happens, then what are you if you weren't what you lived as? Does that make sense? If, if what in the mirror doesn't match what you had always said, this is me, then what were you? Because you just got emotional just yeah. now, so that wound's still there, right? I'm worthless. There we go. He's worthless. And that's the truth and the heart behind a lot of you. A lot of us. That's so powerful, man. He did. He said that. And, and he got, we had this huge long talk that was not intended. It was like two hours. It's ridiculous. We're like girls. But the point is, it was good. And, and when you faced that, you said that. I don't want to face this. And then you got a little more emotional because we talked about like, okay, man. And he said what he just said. Well, what does that mean? And I was like, okay. And we talked about your faith. What did you say? How did you describe to people, like, you believe this, but you use that analogy. You remember the head and the heart thing. Yeah, there was a disconnect between what I believed in my heart and what I knew to be, to be true. And you didn't even want to admit that. No. You didn't want to admit, so let me put this in layman's terms, that he doubted his faith sometimes. That he didn't know that sometimes he didn't believe this was real and live out of it. He didn't even want to say that. Why? Why, would that, um, why was that specific one yeah. so hard that... You would want to admit that. Um, I think it also broke the perception of who I was. Which is who? The good Christian. Is anyone listening? So, then we talk about some of the things that you... I, we didn't even name this. You kind of brought up this idea of, what did you say about your desire to do this? To do the things that you know you need to do. Do you remember? Because I do. I, I don't he said, very powerful statement, he got emotional, it was so real. And he said... I, I sometimes, I, I don't, I doubt this, and I don't always want to do this, and I don't want to do it even now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
And then we talk, and then he said, how do you do that? How do I make myself do something I don't want to do when I know I might do it again? And he was being real, and there's emotion. Let that sink in. How do I make myself do something I don't want to do? How do I do that? But you all know, right? You know the answer. No, you don't, because you won't even admit that. And this led to something deep, and I'm not trying. This could be the whole time, and, and I can't do that. Because to me, man, what you did and what you guys shared just to me, and that's why I'm so, it's life-altering. Because if you can't get something out of this, you're not listening. So we talked, and then you said, right? I, we talked about, and I, I asked you, do you remember any of the things I said? I said, you said, how do I do that? Do you remember what I told you? You were in an emotional place. You may not. I was a wreck. Right? But we talked about, do you understand now, Blake? Do you understand, people of God? Now what it means when Christ said, Crucify your flesh. And I asked you, crucifixion is death. We know that. That's what it meant when Christ said it. Is crucifixion a fast or long death? Slow and painful. (laughs) So I'm going to say this to you again, Christian in the room. Crucify your flesh. Did you think it was a one-day thing? Did you think it was a one-time meeting where you repented once and now it's gone? Does that sound like you're going to want to do it? Does anybody want to go say, hey, I would love to be crucified today? No. And, I, and I'm not shaming you because I love this man where you ended up. Because in all of this, as we talked, and I won't go into all of our private conversation. There's a beautiful thing. I'm very thankful for your honesty. You can ask him if you want. But what he got to say is, is Blake, and I saw it, and he would admit it. I'll let you say, what did you, what did you wake up to? If you're honest, last night, what happened in that moment when you said that and I told you and I watched, I mean, you could see the dam broke because then there was a realization that all of these things, right? And I said, poor in spirit, Blake, mourn, Blake, right? In this moment, and, and you got that. And I, I have no idea what he's going to say here. What, what, did, what did you take from that? What, was, what, what became real about the kingdom even that you didn't really let sink in? Um, I think a lot of it would be like, and you're emotional right now. Why do you feel that way? Because I don't deserve that. <laughs> and I never wanted to accept that because it kind of goes back to what AJ did. Look, look what I did. I've done this. I, I deserve to feel okay. Mm. I deserve to be justified. I deserve, like... For it to be easy. Yes. And then I go back to, like, our conversation a couple weeks ago where I was like, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, yeah, it was just that whole thing of, like... So, so what about the kingdom then yesterday did you wake up to for the first time? Really? You're, and by that, your faith, even, like... Man, it's all real, and I don't have to understand it in mm. order to live it. Right? Yeah. Some of you pretend you understand it and still don't live it. Instead of acknowledging you don't. You see, there's people in this room today, and I'm talking to the remnant more lately, because honestly, this is my church, and folks at home, yeah, I preach to you, but this, hey, and they look down, I watch them all, because they don't want to admit it. This is you. You can't face your imperfection. You can't face how dirty you are. You can't face that these parts in you that other people have told you 65 times. You know, I told the guys, sometimes it's like me saying to you guys, hey, sometime, hey Todd, you're offensive, and I go, no, I'm not. You're sometimes harsh. No, I'm not. That's delusional, right? You're just as delusional, some of you in this room, when you deny reality. And the reason you deny reality is because you can't, Blake said it for you. 
I can't face that I'm not what I say I am. But the reason Blake cried, even though he's angry, and the reason he just told you that was so beautiful is I don't deserve that, is in the recognition, in the recognition of who I truly am. By the way, God sees that anyway. There's freedom. The kingdom is freedom. So, AJ, if I were to tell you, come back to you. And some of these people, I wish we, we could have taped that conversation because they're already doing the Christian thing. This is nice. Tacos are good, though. Right? What, what's your lesson, man? Even, I'll say one other thing. So yesterday we talked after he'd already repented. I hope you're, you're okay with me telling oh, this part yeah. of the everything, what you were part of. He didn't even notice this, and this, sometimes this happens. So we're talking, and I asked him why he did a specific thing. Why did you say this to that person when you know what the truth was? And he said, he goes, no, man. He was, like, defending himself, kind of like, I, no, I was doing this. And he goes, I was just trying to make, I was just trying to back everyone. I mean, back you. Or to tell, do you remember the exact sense? But something in the sense of, I was just trying to um, support everyone, you. It was this idea of, and he, I said, you just said everyone. He yep. goes, no, I didn't. He said that. He, and true. Luckily, Blake happened to be there, and Blake goes, no, dude. He said, I said Todd. And Blake goes, no, you didn't. You said everyone. And I saw the light bulb in your eyes in that moment, right? Yeah. Because why, did, why was it everyone? What are you trying to do in that moment? Because I, I was in the illusion that I was trying to do the right thing, and I wasn't following the Bible. Mm. Like, I was going, I'm just trying to do the right thing. But and the right thing is what? Making everyone feel okay. That's right. I was, I was just catering to feeling and because that's what a good christian does right mm. that's what i'd bought into yeah, yeah i had bought into you must it's so like it's hard to explain man sometimes when i think about it because i had convinced myself that because i could i could hide i could hide those uh, the ugliness in me that means i don't have to deal with like the ugliness of, of you you know like yeah so like that's why it's like oh like let's just make sure everybody is you know everybody is okay you know mm-hmm. and that wasn't the bible but I was I still convinced myself that I was doing the right thing so what would you say is the I don't know, kingdom principle or this thing about your faith that you said, oh my goodness, man, like I, I didn't really get this, even though you're sitting here and you're a guy that everyone, I admire you, I know you're an awesome man of God, but what were you not living out of? I was not living out of the truth of <laughs> that there is bad in me. Because I couldn't, I couldn't handle that. I couldn't handle if, if I'd always thought I was a good person even before I was saved, and now I'm not. And if you're not a good person, what does that mean? If, if I'm you're not if, a good person as you define it, what does that mean? I, then I am nothing. I am, there's just. Worthless. It's right. It's just black, man. <laughs> yeah. And what's the recognition that you've come to, knowing that that is who I am sometimes, that that part's in me? Or at least those parts are in me. It's not who you are. Why is that a good thing now? When you, when you, how do you feel in comparison to before when you wouldn't acknowledge that? <laughs> Free. Because Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, and I think you're going to use the verse, but like, you know, talks about 
when you take the darkness and you put it into the light, you know, it talks about how that darkness is so bad. But when it's in the light, it's not, it's not dark anymore. It's light, and that's Jesus. That's what he does. Hmm. Yeah, amen. That's really good, man. Yeah. Um, this is real stuff. And there's a lot of things in here that, that, man, I could look at you. Now I am looking at you individually, and I can go, oh, there's a, there's a good person. There's a good person. There's the, there's, there's the holy person. There's the real Christian. There's the on and on and on. You know, there's I'm a good person. That's the big one. Right? I'm a good person. Tangibly, what happened, and I want to share this. So this guy's here every week. He works. He's literally a pastor. He works on this stuff. He works. He, he's literally running the stream, our, our stream, online stream. He sees the sermons every week. What did you go back and listen to really for the first time that now, and we'll talk about this in a minute. Mm. And I, I didn't tell him to do this, so I, he told me, he came up to me, he's like, hey, man, I did. Yeah, shout out to Clint. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I realized that in, in the midst of my bitterness, I, I realized I wasn't listening. Mm. For a long time, I wasn't listening because I wasn't willing to deal with the ugly, so I had stopped listening to you. And so Clint said, go listen to Weeds. And so I did. And I, I mean, it was like five, ten minutes in, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this, is, this, is, this was for me. I, I, was, I am that person. What was that sermon about, that message? It was about bitterness. It was about holding on, holding on to these things, justifying them. And when you do it for so long, it wraps around your heart, and it makes you cold. It makes you... Yeah, and, and the point is this that you kind of mentioned is that because of that, you had stopped listening because yes. you're a good person, right? So you're just helping get the message out to all the bad people. Right. I, right? Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day. Exactly. I had become blind to the fact that, that I, was, I was bad. I was just all good now. I so didn't you didn't need, need the lesson. Who's that sound like in the room? That's right. I didn't need it. Boy, this is a good message for all those bad people, right? land with this. Blake, you said the same thing. Blake stopped listening to sermons, and this dude could talk to me about sermons. He knew the answers. He could go to men's group, which will be tonight. Shameless plug. Um, talking about the sermon, and what did you say that even Tim and I were like, huh, we hadn't considered the possibilities we talked to you that this kind of heart comes. What did you say? About I was listening to it not for myself. It was partially that. You know, I'm trying, oh, it's those people. But I also was treating it more like a college lecture. I was taking notes, not for understanding, but so I could recite and talk about it later. Why? So that what? If you could recite and talk about it later, why did that matter? Because it, it would, it would it, show people it, what? It showed people that I cared. Which, if you cared about the sermons, you are what? I'm a good Christian. Bingo. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. I love you a lot. Uh, what you did here you know, is a big deal, and I hope you know that. So give these guys a hand. <sighs> Leave the chairs. Oh, you can take them. I'm going to take the chairs. Thank you. See, they're good, good guys, for real. I'll tell you really briefly, and I'll try to get you out fast because it's going to be easy. We're going to recap something from last week now, hopefully with new ears and eyes. Here's where I was during all this for weeks, for weeks. For, and it's going to be a little different, but it's the same thing in the sense of what I was doing. So for weeks, I have been frustrated. 
going to get really transparent, which I shouldn't do. But, hey, this, this is what it's about. I can't call it real and not be. You know, you guys don't respect me. And it's funny because I'm a little different than AJ. I don't think you d- deserve respecting me. I don't. I'm not a good person. I'm not. Because one thing I can tell you 100% that's true about Todd Bland is I compare myself to Jesus, and I'm fully aware I'm not a good person. Okay? I'm just not. I'm not even a good person to probably 60% of the people in here. <laughs> I gave myself a high number that I am. Um, I'm not. But, I, but I, I've been, God called me to do this thing that I never planned to do. Don't want to do it. I don't like making people mad. I know it seems that way. I don't like when people don't like me. You know, especially when it's people I love. And this church is filled with people I love. And so I'm torn between this thing where, you know, when people, I don't need anyone. That's been Todd's great lie his whole life. I will prove to you that I will do X, Y, Z without you, in spite of you, and despite you. I will overcome, and I will prove it, and there you go. Not to even rub it in your face, but to let you know I'm not beneath you. I can do this. And I have, many, many times. Even telling you that, why do I need to tell you that? Because of this thing I live out of. And so I was always torn because when you hurt me, people in this church, when I tell you the truth and you don't listen, when you talk behind my back but don't come and say it, but then in my face say, be the remnant. When you do these things, want to do this. The least they can do is listen. And so I began to justify this, man. I was like, okay, I'll tell you enough truth that I don't have to feel bad. And I did, right? Oh, you're being, Todd, this is going to, well, you're already blunt. No, I'm not. The blunt would come out in anger sometimes, maybe, or frustration. But the truth is, I didn't come to you individually. I didn't come, well, I did, but not always. I didn't invest in people that I thought weren't real. You don't get the kingdom? Cool, you can come to the church, but I'm not coming to you because you're going to blow it off anyway. What I had done was, and it was all because, listen, I know I don't deserve it, and that's fine. I'll just keep serving God. But I, this was my prayer earlier with our group, first time I said the phrase, but I had justified my arrogance by wrapping it in humility. Because you see, in that moment, my arrogance is, okay, God, what if they do hate me? And I'm not even saying you will, but that's the thought, right? At the end of the day, the guy who doesn't want anyone to like him gets sick and tired of fighting especially people that don't come to his face. And so then you don't trust anyone, and then you look around, and it's like, it's so frustrating. And then you feel weak, and I was like, I've been telling guys this, and I, I confess it. You know, I used to, my mom's here, ask her. I used to be a fighter, like literal fist fighter. I fought people. And some of you in this room, we kind of talk, we relate. You probably get this. And sometimes people talk to you, and it's like there's this war. Because on the one hand, I am Christ now, and there's this voice in my head that says, how could that person say that to you? Right? Do they know who they are, who you are? Not in like a tough, but more of like, this, this person's a lunatic. I always say it's LT. That's what I was, I'm known as in my family, and I, LT wants to come out, and he has something to say, right? And he, it, it's not good. And he's not even like he's a tough guy. Like, well, I might get the snot beat out of me, but I'm going to hurt you. And there was this sense of this pride that had come in, and, and this like, but it wasn't in the, in the sense AJ's doesn't make it better. But it, and I think it's why it was hard for me to see, because it wasn't I deserve anything. It was just more of, you don't deserve anything. You don't want the kingdom? Fine, don't have it. You want to play church? Go ahead and play it. Instead of telling you truth sometimes. And 
you know, it, it leaked out. I'm exhausted and stressed and tired and not myself because, I don't know, man, you, you, I'm not being obedient. I'm not being obedient when God says, say that. I don't want to say it. They're going to get mad. They don't deserve to know it anyway. Yeah. So, you know, I had to confess that. And there's a lot more I've learned. I'm still learning through this. So it is what it is. But in doing that, when I talked to the guys and their humility showed me, is like when I shared with them. There's also one other thing I forgot. This is even probably the bigger issue. Because, again, not, don't worry. You'll, I'll try to keep this 10 minutes apart that's written. This is important to note. In my family growing up, in the way that I build myself, talking about me, my, my image of myself, it's a little different. The image of myself is I cannot stand arrogant people. Sorry if you're arrogant. I just can't. I can't understand it. I think, because I think it goes back to the bully thing. Arrogant people tend to think to be bullies, right? They just do by nature, make people feel small. And I got that part of me that thinks I'm judge, jury, and executioner. And like, I, it's followed me into the kingdom um, in the sense that I, I want to come up to you and be like, you don't get to bully someone. You don't get to get mad because somebody tells you the truth. You don't get to use religion to, as a club because I'll just club you back. That's not a good attitude, but that's, that's the reality. But I can't stand. I don't want to be arrogant. I don't want to be called that. But you know what I've learned is no matter what I do, and I mean this, Todd, some of you in this room, I guarantee you think this. Todd's arrogant. It doesn't matter if I crawl on the ground on my belly and eat dirt and rip my, you will call me arrogant. I don't get it. He does his hair. He must be arrogant. I've had, you know, I mean, that's, he cares too much what he looks like. He took a shower. It doesn't matter. Like, that's what happened. And I think over time, I just was like, okay, well, I never want to be considered arrogant. So I won't say this thing because, he doesn't do this, but Tim is going to think I'm arrogant if I say I know this to be true. I stopped teaching because in teaching you, I'm giving you the ability to say he's arrogant. Does that make sense? It's kind of deep. Does it make sense? You've got to give me something or I'll stay here all day. Does it make sense or does it not? Okay. That's the, thank you for the verbal. Yeah, appreciate it. They'll yell out any other time. Like Bethany will scream out apples but can't acknowledge whether I'm answering this, right? Here's the thing. That's still arrogance because what I said was, God, I don't, you know, I don't need to do it the way you tell me to do it. Wrapped in humility, right? I don't want to be arrogant, and I'm arrogant by that. Because who cares if you, if you say that? Jesus already said, if they hate me, they'll hate you. The servant is not greater than the master. But I was like, there's got to be a way around that. So, same thing. I'm going to say this to you again. And this is so, so important. The beauty of all of this is, some of you in this room, why you get mad every time you're in church? Because you don't want to look in the mirror. You can't stand to look in the mirror, and the Bible is the great mirror. Jesus Christ is the mirror by which you know you are not good enough. You're not. It doesn't matter what Oprah tells you. It doesn't matter what mommy tells you. And here's the thing, because some of you in this room do it. It doesn't matter what the person next to you tells you. See, sometimes, Christians, you are so desperate to, we're in this woke culture, we're in this new world where it's all about how we feel, and I want to feel special, and I want to feel like you're good enough, blah, 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 blah. How about becoming good enough? But you can't become good enough until you acknowledge that you're not. It's like saying, hey, I want, you have a broken leg, and I want to be healthy and be able to run, but you won't put a cast on or acknowledge your leg's broken. That is how delusional some of us are. And you know you're delusional when you begin to justify by bitterness. Well, I'd listen to Todd. 
when he tells me the truth if he said it nice. If he was quieter, I prefer my pastors gentle. I'm serious, right? It's happened. I had a lady come up to me one time. She tried to use her daughter to shame me. It's a crazy thing, like a three-year-old. You know she told her. Go ahead, honey, say it. Why do you yell so much? That really happened. What am I going to say to that little girl? I was like, I'm sorry. You know, like, I didn't mean to, and I did feel bad. And then I walked away and was like, you manipulative woman, right? And guess what? I wasn't even yelling. Any of my friends. It was me just getting passionate. That doesn't mean you have to accept everything I do, but honestly, it doesn't matter. Truth is truth. I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to make a point. Guys, listen. Your life is the way it is, because you, not because you're so bad, but because you cannot acknowledge how bad you are. I'm going to say a couple things. I don't have it. Listen. Jesus comes up to them. He heals a blind man. The Pharisees come and say, isn't it great? We're not blind. I'm glad we're not blind. And he looks at them. Just imagine, that's some of you in this room. You just don't say it. And he says, you're right, because if you were blind, I could heal you. But because you say you can see, I can't help you. Why are you sitting with sinners? I didn't come from the healthy. I came for the sick. They said that because he was sitting with the, the people you don't like. He was sitting with the ones who admit the things you don't admit. Why would he do that? Why wouldn't he sit with me? I'm the holy good Christian. I'm the good person. I come to church every now and then. How dare Todd ask me where I've been and how I'm doing? Doesn't he know I got stuff to do? Like go to the bar on Saturday night? Sometimes it's hard to wake up. This is the reality. You can't be this. You don't get the saint without acknowledging the sinner. You don't get the holy without acknowledging you're not good. Well, I'm better than you, Todd. Cool. Tell that to Jesus someday because I'm not the standard. Your self-esteem is irrelevant because that goes up and down based on your mood and if someone tells you you're pretty or how good you are at baseball or football or whatever else it is or how cool you are, right? I'm so cool. You ain't cool. You're not. Because that's just another thing that passes, man. So I'm going to read this again to you. Two parts. You'll get the rest, you know, if we're still here next week and everybody doesn't quit the church. But honestly, I just told you. Yeah, who cares, right? It gives me the excuse. Here's the thing. Jesus says this. Well, before that, this is so, I'm, I almost skipped it, guys. Can you put the, the, the uh, verse from Ephesians? Guys, listen to this. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, and then we'll look at, I believe, 5 through 14. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us. Stop. Walk in love as who? Do you walk like Jesus every day? How about when you feel like it? You think he felt like walking to the cross? If he did, why was he crying that night? He gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Five, for you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Stop. Sexually immoral or impure, that's not you. You're not sexually immoral or impure, right? You're not. Boy, it's a good thing I'm not this. I'm not even talking about you. If you're in the room, you're, there's one person that's like, I do not struggle with pornography, lust. If it's just one person, it's you. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about these verses that are so powerful. Here's what's wrong with Christianese. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, you say, right, that it's a sin 
to commit adultery with a woman. I say that if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, then you've already committed adultery. Adultery, you ready? The adultery, the penalty for the Jewish people was death. What was Jesus saying? The bottom line is if you've ever in your life, and he goes on to say if you've ever hated your brother, you've committed murder. What Jesus is trying to say is the only thing that's ever stopped you in those moments is opportunity. If you could get away from it, you'd be Cain. If you could get away from it, you would have killed your brother. If you get away from it, you would have slept with that woman or that guy. If you got away with it, you would have taken what you coveted. The point Jesus is trying to say is you are not good. You have something inside of you. Hey, it doesn't go away. He's talking to Christians here. Because, and I'm going to tell you why he's still talking to us in a minute. He's not talking to four people in the room who looked at pornography that day. That is true. He is calling us to say you can't live like those people. Those people, this sends people to hell, and you need to wake up to that. But you need to remember, you are still the sexually immoral, the impure. You are still the covetous. You are that. Has no, I am that. Has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. In and of yourself, right, when I live out of it. Keep going. This is just important. Let no one deceive you. With empty words, hey, you're a good person. Hey, how dare they say that to you? You know, AJ shared this. Someone that loved him said, hey, it's okay. You can't beat yourself up too much in the middle of his conviction. And I bet they had good motives. The motives were making, in that moment, should they try to make him feel good or try to process through it? Because what you're doing in that moment is saying, no, 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 no. There is a time to encourage. But you know the difference. My friend comes and he says, I just feel so bad about the heroin I just took. I should stop. It's going to be hard, though. Hey, don't be so hard on yourself. You don't have to give it up tomorrow. Right? God has grace on you. Yes, he does. But is that healthy for them? Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Sons of disobedience. You ready? Those that live in the domain of darkness. Therefore, do not become... (laughs) Kingdom, if you've been here for this series, I'm telling you, this, this is, I wasn't looking for this. Therefore, do not become partners with them. With who? Those in the domain of darkness. You're in the minority. They set the culture, the world's culture. Well, I'm just going to do a little bit. Todd, that's not what people do. You don't have to do this. I used to be that guy. I don't have to go to church to be a Christian, Gina. Eat that. And then, what, you know, my answer, you've heard me say it. The answer was to myself, finally. I never told you that. No, but Christians go to church. That was me saying it to myself. I use it for you now, but it was me first. Therefore, when I become partners with him, go on, meaning work with him. It doesn't even say become them. It means you could be partners with the domain of darkness and not be there. For at one time, you were darkness. Don't be partners with him because you used to be that, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. What's truth? How you feel? Y'all, I love it. Now, say no, but now say no in your soul. What is true? How you feel or the word of God? Yeah. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. How do you know what's pleasing to the Lord? How do you discern it? Easy. See, you guys have even used the Holy Spirit to justify your sin. Well, I don't need the Word of God. I have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, I mentioned, that's there to help you, right? What if the Holy Spirit you're feeling, which could be the Cheetos you ate last night, is making you feel like, right, that you want to not repent? 
Well, clearly what I feel, the Spirit trumps the Word of God. No, 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 no. That's the authority. Why would that be? If the Holy Spirit, if we did not need the Word of God, if we didn't need it, well, why do we have it? We do have the Holy Spirit. We have it, right? It's our helper and counsel. We don't need the Word of God anymore. Some of you live that way, but you'd never say it. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things they do in secret. This is so interesting twist here. So he says it's shameful to speak of these. Go on. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything, this is good. This is so Jesus. You want real hope and joy? For anything that becomes visible is light. Go back. Let's that sink in. I know you're already paying attention. Stay with me. I know you got, I know we're almost done. This is, this is so deep. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. You put the light on it, it's visible. You ready? For anything that becomes visible is light. You're not getting it. You think that exposing this thing, this stuff, this realness in you, you think it makes you a worse Christian. Jesus says that in you exposing it, you are showing the light. Do you understand? It doesn't make sense, does it? If I share this, AJ and Blake said, if I share this, I am not this. And Jesus said, no, no, no. When you obey and share this, you are this. The enemy tricks you. You trick yourself. When you let, what, empty words, even if they claim the name of Christ. There are books out there, and I mentioned it last week, and you know, I even thought some, I could see people in the room getting uncomfortable. There are books that you have read and you feel great about that are not Christian-based books. Hey, girl, straighten your lipstick and put your dress on straight. I don't know what the book's called, right? And I'm not saying there aren't good things from it. But, I, for instance, that's, it's not about you. What that book should be telling you is, is when life is hard, when it's tough, that Christ is giving you the ability to still be a queen even when the world wants you to be something less. Well, that's what it's about. No, it isn't. Anything that says take care of yourself first, I never trust. I mean that. God's job is to take care of you first. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper. Why would he say that? Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Does that stop being true once you're a Christian, stay with me. See, you read this and you're like, why is he telling me this? I'm already a Christian. Because you read this section only as it's being written to non-Christians, forgetting that Ephesians was written to the church in Ephesus. Why would he tell that to the church? Because you sometimes fall asleep. You sometimes walk like a zombie and he's saying, wake up. And when you wake up and admit, this is it. I know, I'm excited. i got to wake you up because you, you need your coffee. And when you do that, when you do this thing that makes no sense, when you expose the darkness, is exactly when Christ will shine on you. No one? Greg, that's not even a loud one? There we go. There we go. I got to ask for one. He's given them to me for years. That scared you. I'm sorry. It used to scare me too. Now him and Juju compete. I like it. Amen. I love it. It's truth. So I'm going to read this again to you, and then we'll close up. I know, it's 1237. Crazy. Here we go. Jesus, remember what we read last week in uh, Matthew chapter 5, right? Starting in verse 1. When he saw, who's he? Capital H. 
When he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Who are you guys? Your disciples. Your disciples. So can we sit together at the hill real quick? Are you willing to say that you're one of the ones being taught, or you think you're at the top of the mountain teaching with Jesus? Who are you? You think, you tend to think that when Jesus said, well, if you're blind, I could help you, you think you're Jesus. That's who you think you are in the story. No, 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 you're the Pharisee. In the woe is you, this is me. I'm the justice. I'm with Jesus going, yeah, woe to you, Pharisees. No, I am the Pharisee. Can we be disciples? Can you sit right now for 10 minutes even, even though it's going past the time? Are you willing to sit here at the foot of the hill, at the foot of the master, for 10 minutes and hear this? And don't apply it to your brother, your sister, your mom, your aunt, your husband and wife. Boy, they need this, right? Can you put it and apply it to you? Can I do it to me? Listen to this. This is, so, this is Jesus, guys. You say, yeah, if it's Jesus, I'll listen. This is Jesus' teaching. What I'm about to read to you, if you listen to nothing else, let this sit in. Then he began to teach us, saying, the poor in spirit are blessed, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And those who mourn are blessed, for they will be comforted. Stop. Just those two today. Number one, verse, verse, what is it, three? Yeah, go back to verse three, please. The poor in spirit are blessed, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. The beautiful thing about what happened with Blake and AJ, and now you understand that you think you know, and that's why I stopped last week. When I look out and see dead, cold, glassy eyes or sleepy thing or people going, then I knew, I was like, oh my goodness, you can't even hear this. You're not poor enough in spirit to even sit at the foot of the master. The beautiful thing about what Blake and AJ learned yesterday is that, remember what I told you, being poor in spirit means spiritually destitute. That's what this means. You ready? It doesn't mean if you got no money in your account, though, he's got you too. Oh, man. You are spiritually destitute. Every single person in here in comparison no matter where you're at on your sanctification journey, is spiritually destitute in comparison to what you're called to be. Now, that's the bad news. Are you, do you sit in that, or do you sit above it? Are you at the hill or in front of Jesus at the top? Are you the Pharisee slayer, or can you admit you're the Pharisee? Hey, I'm talking to you. Who's you? You tell me. Spiritually destitute, because when we recognize our situation, the beauty of what happened, and that's why they got emotional. Did you hear? Why are you emotional? That wasn't anymore because they were bad. Blake's words were, because I don't deserve this. He didn't even make him finish. Deserve what? What he's given. That Jesus looks at him and says, that's all I wanted, not to shame you, Blake, but to heal you. To remind you that even I knew even about that. Blake, he knew that. He knew that you could schmooze. He knew you were going to, and he still chose you. And he knew Todd is a big, grumpy, loud mouth that's going to say things wrong, and he still saved me. And he still sets me up and calls me son. That's the opposite of the world. I'm going to say this, friends. I believe it's the opposite of the church. 
today, the culture, because the world slash false church that some says, I'm not talking, hey, you, pastor that's watching randomly to criticize, I'm not talking about your church, I don't know you, unless God is saying it. The world says we have to elevate ourselves to be successful. Church culture says I cannot share those things because then that reveals I'm not a good Christian. What's that even mean? I've said that for years. Have I not? I've said to you guys, what does it mean to be a good Christian? Do you know, yeah, I'll get to that. It's another little fun fact. Christian actually used to be an insult. Do you know that? They called themselves disciples. They started calling them. That's why Paul says, hey, when they call you Christian, just take it as uh, a compliment. And now we talk about who's the good one. Now we know we've changed the meaning, but it's just interesting. So there's that. And then we talk about mourn. He says, those who mourn are, are blessed. Well, how can that be? How can it be that I'm sad? Because the lady in the book said that I'm supposed to smear my makeup right and be happy. That's what she told me. Oprah said this. My book that, that you put over the word of God that some Christian guy wrote or lady on the 15 ways to be better told you that you need to never admit anything because that's not who you are. No, that's exactly who you are. The glory and the honor comes in the fact that Christ himself has elevated you despite that. Mourn means in this case, listen, Blake did it, man. That's why I love you, man. One of the many. Because he was, I watched him go through the process of acknowledging how poor in spirit he was. And then watched him mourn that. And watched that mourning turn to comfort. I watched it. Ask him, are you comforted comparatively? Yeah, he is. He's back there nodding now. Doesn't make sense, does it? How can admitting what I am make me comfort? Because now he said it. I'm free. AJ, I'm free. Because you learn that your position with him and in the kingdom was never dependent on you. But you got to let go. And that doesn't mean, well, what if people just run around and sin? Paul covered that. Blake's not, Blake can't do that. That's part, of the, that's part of the reason AJ's mad at first when he's in his spirit, because he knows he can. And he can't blame God, so he get mad at me when I never even told the dude not to smoke. Ask him. I never said that to him. What is mourning then? Mourning is humility and repentance. It was when the moment when Blake said, how do I do it? He actually, one of the most beautiful things, he said, how do I do something I don't want to do? He said that. Right? Crucify. That didn't make it harder, did it? It frees you to say, I don't have to, this doesn't mean it has to go away tomorrow. It means humility and repentance. When we have grief over sin and repent, we can experience true joy. When you admit that you are prideful, jealous, petty, hey, some of you in this church, again, guess this ain't you because I don't know you that well. You are petty as can be. You passive-aggressive, punctuation-using only when you're mad people. Who am I talking to? I'm talking to the one that only uses a period when you're mad. I'm just writing proper, proper grammar. Hey, I was an English major. You ain't using proper grammar most of the time. Okay, period. You really had to put the period? You know exactly what you were doing. Look at some people smile like, mm, I know he's talking about me. I ain't going to acknowledge it. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Me too. I know it because I never do. Well, I mean, that's a lie. I use commas. I'm pretty good in grammar, but I don't go okay, period. So I'm just acknowledging it now. If I do that to you, just say, what are you mad about? We have grief over sin and repent, and we experience true joy, and that's opposite of what the world says. Listen, what is that too? I hear it do it all the time. That little beat. 
I almost said, no, 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 he's loving it. You're loving it. Opposite of what the world says. Listen, opposite of what the world says. It's self-esteem, which is what you're all about. That's why you like that crown thing. You like all that books. You like circle. You like running circles around things to get what you want because at the end of the day, you get to still be God. This lady tells me I'm a goddess, and it doesn't matter what anybody says. Well, you haven't read it, Todd. I read enough. Why did I admit that? Opposite of what the world says, it's self-esteem. And I said it last week, and you're like, mm, mm, mm. self-esteem versus being esteemed by a holy God. Which would you rather be? Would you rather stand in front of the crowd and say, I'm a good person, while you're in dirty rags? Or have God himself come down, take your rags, put on holy robes and a crown and say, that is a good person. That is my son. Which would you rather have, for real? Whether you believe in God or not, which would you rather have? I certainly would. Yeah. Then you got to throw away the rags. You want to throw away the rags? you got to admit the rags. Well, I don't feel like the rags. You may not feel like you smell either, but you still got to take a shower. Right? It doesn't go by you. I've had people do that before. Well, I don't smell me. I do. I smell you. Right? Take a shower. I'm just saying, right? We don't take showers for ourselves most of the time, do we? No, you go by what everyone else says. So, so why do you sit here and want to justify your behavior? Well, um, there's 100 other people in this church that do the same thing. I've heard that too. Oh, my goodness. Can't you see what you're doing? So I'm going to end this up. She's going to play a song for like two minutes because you're already going to get upset. Yeah, I was a little passive aggressive, but which I have to admit I also am and I hate. Here's the thing. The kingdom, you have to hear this. The king, because they said they knew it too, right? Blake, you heard the sermon last week. You could give me the notes, right? Poor in spirit. Do you know what that means now? Yeah. AJ, do you know what it means to mourn now? Yeah, it doesn't mean hate yourself, does it? Yeah, he's emotional now. Because it's not about that. Because remember the second part. The poor in spirit are blessed because inexplicably in your rags, in your admission that you are not good enough, you are given the kingdom. <laughs> I can't get in the kingdom on my own. You're not good enough. You can't, you don't have the keys. I need help. And then it says, listen to the beauty. Now, do you hear the beauty? That you could stay in it, couldn't you, in your sin. And it is, and that's why you hide it, because to you it feels so gross, and it feels so dirty, and it says, this can't be who I am. I can't stand this. And then you see it, and then you cry, because you finally see who you really are, right? And that's where the miracle comes, because in that moment it says this, inexplicably. Those who mourn are blessed, for they will be comforted. and be comforted at the same time. Because the Father needs you to admit how you see yourself, what you're running from. He needs you to admit that, that you can't believe he would love you if that's true. How could anyone love you if they knew how not good you were? And the freedom in the gospel comes now you get maybe, I hope some of you hold your eyes open to what I'm really saying when I say the true gospel. A lot of pastors say, what's he talking about? I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. It's about the fact that at the end of the day, that once you accept him and you truly put your faith in Christ, that the name of the sin doesn't matter anymore. 
that there is no condemnation, that it's gone. That the game is no longer about whether or not you can be good enough to make it into the kingdom. Now it's just about cleaning up so you're worthy of it. You're worthy of what he's already done. So the outside matches what he's done on the inside. I can give you a hundred analogies. I can't take the, we can't stitch up your leg unless you admit there's a knife in it. I can't, you can't walk again or run again until you admit your leg is broken. You can't avoid starving to death if you can't say you're hungry. In the kingdom, everything is flipped. Where the self-reliance that we've been taught, where Todd has says, I don't, Todd has said for years, I don't need you. I don't want you hearing in my voice now. That's my cry. That's my vow. I won't need you. But that's a lie. Because I am desperate to know I'm not alone. Isn't that crazy? And in doing that, what I've learned is that's in those exact moments when I finally tell God the truth that actually, God, I need somebody. It's in the exact moment when his hand comes down and pulls me up. I know, guys. I know that you're filled with all this junk, even in the church today. And I know that this doesn't make sense. And, and you're going to walk out. Boy, that sounds cultish, right? Isn't that crazy? I didn't make this up. For some of you, this is going to be like, this, is, this doesn't make sense. It's cognitive dissonance. This isn't what church is. Christianity is. It doesn't make sense. I don't play that game. You know, so many of our people heard a sermon that you guys tell me all the time is so great, the great masquerade, all the while keeping your mask on your face. It's just a different shade. God wants what's behind it, not to shame you, but to tell you that I love you. Not what you've given the world, but your heart, because what? I knit you in your mother's womb. You think I didn't know? Todd, when I grabbed you, when I gave you this, that you were going to screw up, I knew you were. That's the part I don't get. How could he know that I was going to sin after being a leader and still put me there. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. The kingdom is not like the world. Church, every single Christian I've ever talked to talks and complains about the church not being what it's supposed to be. There's not a church in America that wouldn't tell you that. So then why aren't we changing? very easy for me to point at the church down the road much easier than it is to deal with the plank in my own eye you want a healthy church you have to have a healthy disciple you want a healthy disciple you gotta admit you got a plank in your eye I hope to God I said it that way I don't know I know I probably said things wrong I probably upset you can you do me a favor if you're mad? Can you say, am I really mad at Todd? Am I even really mad at God? What am I really mad at? What is this revealing about me? What am I mad that they're telling me to expose and I do not want to see it because I'm not that when the truth is I've never called you that because I don't know what it is. I'm just a guy sitting up front talking to a group of people like they're listening. Take this and do something with it. If you're in this room, so if you're, that's you, why don't you take the example of your brothers that stood before you? <laughs> they didn't need to do that. And, and 
after already repenting to God, repent to you, not because they needed it, but because they're so desperate for you to wake up, oh sleeper. If they can get on front of a stage and admit that, can you walk 15 feet to the altar? Todd, I don't need to do that. Anytime you say it, who are you saying that to, me? Whenever I think that's when I go up, if you ever see me, when I say I don't need to, that's exactly when I need to. And for no other reason than to make sure I'm always reliant. And if you're in the room and you're the other side, you've been condemned, you've given up, you're a believer, but you've walked away, you've ran away from the church because they told you you weren't good enough, didn't they? They told you that you did that thing that whatever was in your church culture was the bad thing and now you just have wandered around and sometimes you kind of come close to the gates again, right? You kind of come close to home and you kind of look in the window and see if you can see dad, right? See if he, but then you walk away again because, hey, look how they're dressed. I'm not dressed that way. I don't have a mask anymore. They exposed it so I can't be in the party. I pray that you see the truth he loves you the same even if every other person in this world didn't because it wasn't dependent on my opinion of you or your other pastors mom, dad, sister, brother, wife, husband it was always, always, always dependent on his and if you did put your faith in him I've been gone a long time Todd I can't tell you how many times I hear that man I grew up in church I walked away always what I hear is like what hurt happened how are you hurt are you willing to even acknowledge the hurt I messed up they don't want me justify it, right? I know I'm not good enough because I do X, Y, Z. Live with my girlfriend, have sex, drink, blah, blah, blah. As though that was the requirement to the kingdom. And the requirement is the admission of that, rejection of it and saying, I may not be perfect. God, I know I'm not. In fact, I know I'm what? A sinner. Help me. Be encouraged today that God still loves you. Take this time to say, I don't care what anyone else says. Take the five minutes, I know. I want to get out of here too. But take the five minutes here. Hey, make it count. Make it count. Because you see those two guys who are still crying back there because they're free. When they've already been free, right? And then they have to be reminded again like, hey, no, 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 you're really free. I love you guys. God loves you. I mean that. You're going to have time to respond to God however you want to. Whatever you do, Don't leave the same as you came in, because if you do, you're choosing to.